Centuries before the arrival of Europeans, one of the greatest civilizations in the Americas rose and fell. They left behind a rich legacy of roads and construction. They had an advanced system of writing as well as a highly developed system of mathematics and astronomy. However, this advanced civilization suddenly ended. The people who made up the civilization never left, but their cultural and political institutions fell apart and their cities were abandoned. Learn more about the Maya civilization, its rise and its fall on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Maya civilization existed in what is today southern Mexico in the Yucatan Peninsula, Belize, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Also, the correct term to describe the civilization is Maya, not Mayan. Mayan is the term used to describe the languages. Maya is the term used to describe any non-linguistic aspects of the civilization. So, for the rest of the episode, I will be referring to the Maya people and the Maya civilization and the Mayan languages. The earliest evidence of the Maya appear in the archaeological record around 1800 BC. The dawn of the Maya consisted of small agricultural villages growing crops. The primary crops grown by the Maya include maize, beans, squash, chilies, sweet potatoes, and cacao. The dominant civilization in Mesoamerica during the early Maya period was the Olmec civilization. They were centered in the region just south of what is today Veracruz, Mexico, and the Yucatan Peninsula. And they're best known for their large round heads made of stone. As the Olmec civilization went into decline, the Maya civilization began to rise. The first Maya cities were established sometime around 750 to 250 BC. These first cities showed the hallmarks of later Mayan cities, including large monumental construction with elaborate designs. Many of the hallmarks of the Maya civilization, which I'll be talking about more in a bit, are believed to have been inherited from the Olmecs, similar to how many aspects of Roman civilization were borrowed from the earlier Etruscans. The period which is considered to be the Golden Age of the Maya civilization took place between the years 250 and 900. This is when most of the monuments and cities that still exist today were built. One important thing to know about the Maya is that there was no Maya Empire, 
which is why I constantly refer to it as the Maya civilization. There was, as far as we know, never any single ruler that unified the Maya people like the Aztecs or the Incas. The Maya were more a collection of city-states with local kings. So, again, to make a comparison with the ancient Mediterranean, the Maya were more analogous to the Phoenicians or the Greeks than they were to the Persians, Romans, or Egyptians. Early on, it's believed that there was a single Maya language that originated somewhere around the modern-day border of Mexico and Guatemala. However, over a period of centuries, as the Maya culture spread, it splintered into dozens of languages. One of the reasons why the Maya were splintered linguistically and politically had to do with the difficulty in transportation. Unlike many other early civilizations that were built around rivers, such as the Nile, Yangtze, and Indus, there were no navigable rivers connecting Maya communities. They also didn't have the benefit of domestic pack animals such as horses, nor did they use wheeled devices such as carts. Hence, the movement of any goods and people had to be done on the literal backs of people moving from place to place. Needless to say, this was very slow and difficult and was a major contributing factor to the lack of a unified Maya government and language. The Maya language might have been splintered, but their system of writing was not. In fact, the Maya written language was arguably the most sophisticated written system in the pre-Columbian Western Hemisphere. The Mayan system of writing came from earlier systems in the region and developed into a formalized writing system with rules around the start of the Maya Golden Age. The Mayan written language is a combination of logograms that represent entire words, similar to Chinese characters, as well as phonetic signs that represent sounds, more like an alphabet. The vast majority of Maya were illiterate, and most probably many of the elite in Maya society were as well. A class of priests and scribes handled reading and writing. Unlike civilizations in Eurasia, women were also scribes in Maya society, as is evidenced by the images of women scribes writing. The Maya didn't just leave inscriptions in stone. They actually created books. They developed a writing material akin to paper known as amatl, made from tree bark. The amatl was bound together to form a codex. There are only four surviving Maya codices that exist today, but there were thousands in existence when the Spanish arrived. The vast majority of them were destroyed by priests who had them burned because they thought they were the work of the devil. As such, it's taken centuries to decipher Mayan writing, but through the few surviving texts and thousands of stone inscriptions, it's now possible to read Mayan. In addition to a sophisticated system of writing, the Maya had a highly developed system of mathematics as well. As with other Mesoamerican cultures, the Maya mathematical system was base 20, unlike our system, which is base 10. Their system of numbers was simple and straightforward. A dot represented a number, so one dot was one, two dots was two, three dots was three, up to four. However, five was represented by a horizontal line or a dash. Six would be a dot over a line. Ten was two lines on top of each other. Once you get to twenty, the position of the dots and lines represented different things. Twenty was a dot over a zero, as the dot represented twenty. 21 was a dot over a dot, i.e. 20 plus 1. 29 was a dot above four dots above a line, or 20 plus 4 plus 5. Just as the position of a numeral determines its value in our base 10 system, so too did the position of a dot or dash in the Mayan system. This allowed for the Mayan numbering system to represent incredibly large values. One of the biggest mathematical innovations that the Maya had was a symbol to represent zero, the earliest known zero in Mayan writing dates back to about 357. They used it as a placeholder, just as we do today. However, it didn't necessarily represent the concept of nothing when used by itself. 
Their advanced mathematics may have led to, or was the result of, an advanced understanding of astronomy. Their astronomers obsessively tracked the movement of the stars, the sun, and the moon. As such, they were able to measure the 584-day cycle of Venus to within two hours. They were also able to predict solar and lunar eclipses. At the time of the Maya Golden Age, they probably had a greater understanding of astronomy than any civilization on Earth. And this led to a very sophisticated calendar system. The Maya calculation of a solar year was actually more accurate than the Julian calendar. The Maya calendar is known as the Long Count calendar. At its core, the Long Count calendar is based on five units of time. The kin is the smallest unit, equivalent to one day. The unial is 20 kins, equal to 20 days. A tun is equal to 18 unials, making a tun equivalent to 360 days, or approximately one solar year. A katun is 20 tuns, totaling 7,200 days, approximately 19.7 years. A baktun is 20 katuns, equaling 144,000 days, or approximately 394 years. Beyond this, there are even longer units of time. A piktun is 20 baktuns, and a kalabtun is 20 piktuns. A kalabtun is approximately 157,000 years. December 21st, 2012 was the completion of the 13th baktun. Many people who had a deep misunderstanding of the Mayan calendar thought it prophesied the end of the world. It was really nothing more than the start of a new calendar cycle. It was the equivalent of saying that your car will explode just because your odometer turned over. The astronomical observations and the development of the Maya calendar were all in service of the Maya religion. The Maya religion was as structured as their system of mathematics. They believed in a supernatural realm where their deceased ancestors could intercede on their behalf. They had a heaven with 13 levels and an underworld with 9 levels. The Maya buried their dead under the floors of their homes so their ancestors could always protect them. Maya deities required sacrifices, usually of blood. As such, the Maya practiced human sacrifice. They usually sacrificed a high-ranking enemy prisoner, or in some cases, the greatest sacrifice would be an enemy king. Human sacrifices would also be conducted for the installation of a new king or the dedication of a new temple. One Maya ritual was a ball game, today known as Paktapak. Paktapak, or similar games, were played all throughout Mesoamerica. The rules of the game aren't known, but several intact courts still exist. It seemed to be a combination of racquetball and basketball. There was a hoop on the court that was vertical instead of horizontal. However, the hoop may have been a much later innovation. The ball was made out of natural rubber and it would weigh as much as 4 kilograms or 9 pounds. By all accounts, the game was very brutal, with serious injuries being reported. It was sometimes played in conjunction with religious observances, with the losing team being beheaded. Some anthropologists think that the game may have been played as a proxy for warfare. The thing which most people know about the Maya is the magnificent temples and cities that they left behind. Today, if you visit southern Mexico, Guatemala, or parts of Honduras, you can find many Maya ruins which are still in very good condition. The Maya were roughly split between highland and lowland Maya. The highland Maya lived in the mountains, and the lowland Maya lived in the plains closer to the sea. Most of the monuments left by the Maya were from the lowland Mayas. The greatest single monument is probably the Pyramid of El Castillo in the Mayan city of Chichen Itza in Mexico. It was dedicated to the deity Kuklakan. On the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula is the city of Tulum. It was one of the last Maya cities that was ever built, and one of the only Maya cities ever built on the coast. In Guatemala, you can find what is perhaps the greatest Maya city of them all, Tikal. 
and in Honduras, you can visit the city of Copan. All of these cities I've listed are actually UNESCO World Heritage Sites, and I've had the pleasure of visiting all of these and several others. In total, there are believed to be over 4,400 Maya sites of various sizes. And they're still actually finding more of them. Because their civilization was built in the middle of a tropical forest, many ruins were quickly covered by foliage after they were abandoned. Satellite images and radar have discovered structures that have been lost and covered by forest. The Maya were one of the greatest and most sophisticated cultures in the Western Hemisphere. However, sometime around the year 900, everything collapsed and no one is sure exactly why. Over a period of about 50 to 100 years, the cities were abandoned, kings were dethroned, new monuments ceased being built, and the calendar stopped being updated. Had it occurred catastrophically from an invasion or an earthquake, it probably would have been recorded, at least through oral history. However, it was slower than that. Theories usually include some sort of famine or plague that may have devastated the society, or perhaps there was an extended drought that changed conditions in the region. Many of the Maya cities were still inhabited by people at the time the Spanish arrived, but they were not the vibrant centers that they were centuries earlier. The people there were living in the shadows of their past greatness. While the Maya civilization collapsed, the Maya people didn't go anywhere. They're still there, living in the same place their ancestors did centuries ago. If you visit the region, you can meet and talk to local Maya people today. They still speak Maya languages and eat similar food. When we look at the full scope of human history, in terms of its literary, mathematical, and astronomical accomplishments, the Maya take their place among the greatest civilizations of the ancient world. The executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Charles Daniel. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. Today's review comes from listener Maggie with the letter one from Apple Podcasts in the United States. They write, So enjoyable. I discovered the podcast in April 2022, and today listen to my final back episode. I feel like I've really accomplished something and picked up so much interesting knowledge along the way. I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings. Thank you, Maggie. You have accomplished something significant. You've shown a curiosity about the world around you and have taken the time to learn more than the vast majority of your contemporaries. That is quite an accomplishment. Remember, if you leave a review or send me a boostagram, you too can have it read on the show.